0: Welcome to the interview podcast. I'm your host, Blake Wright, and with me today I have Alan Halperin. Uh, Do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, Alan?
1: Sure, sure. My name is uh, Alan Halperin, as you said. I'm uh, living in Israel, actually, uh, in a town near Tel Aviv. Um, um, I'm uh, practicing philosophy and lecturing um, around some issues that I really uh, uh, appreciate and and like. uh just recently i've uh, uh published my my book i can show it to you it's called beautiful just went out uh two weeks ago uh it's actually the english version of uh, of an hebrew book oh really yeah yeah and uh and actually it is um touching the three main issues or main subjects that i'm i'm studying mm-hmm. researching in the last 20 years which is uh um, mostly, you know, the, the topic is a, a philosophy of science, mm-hmm. but I'm um, focusing mostly on the philosophy of the concept of time and um, quantum mechanics, quantum theory, mm-hmm. and and also a very, I think, interesting and uh, a new area of, of thought around the complexity theory, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, something I, I really find really interesting. And uh, this is something i 'm also writing in the book okay and uh, and, um, and and, and I, i'm actually in the book i 'm taking the story of the concept of time and telling it from antiquity till the twenty first century
2: mm-hmm.
1: and and adding um, um, i think uh, thoughts and explanations regarding philosophy of uh, of physics, if it's relativity a theory yeah. or quantum uh, uh, theory, and, and also complexity. I'm trying to find a solution for the big riddle <laughs> yeah. that we'll probably talk about in a minute. Yes, that's uh, one that of my I'm questions. Trying to find a solution in complexity theory. That's why mm-hmm. it's, it's part of the book.
0: And that complexity theory, is that kind of a, like a theory of everything you mean?
1: No, not really, not really. Um, complexity theory is something which its main goal is to explain how complex systems mm-hmm. are behaving and how uh, new phenomena are emerging in a complex system. Complex system can be uh, you know, but mostly biological. That's where it started, mm-hmm. starting biology. Uh, no, uh, systems like uh, um, a swarm of, of, uh, of uh, fish or, or, or ants yes. or, uh, uh, or, like or birds. Bird. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And also the human body. You know, yeah. the human body is also a complex system. But then we can take it to a, lo- a lot of other areas like, um, you know, economy and even our daily life. You know, mm-hmm. we are dealing, everything we are dealing with is, is complex systems. And, and I think there is some um, amazing thoughts, amazing uh, insights that uh, are just, you know, we're just starting and it's something that started 20, 30 years ago. It's, it's really yeah. the start of it. But yeah, those really are
0: interesting. Those are big, uh, big topics you're trying to cover there. Yeah. So, yeah. what what is your background? What brought you to this?
1: Uh, actually, it's interesting because um, I'm, uh, I'm I, I, I've, uh, I've graduated from a, a university, Tel Aviv, Tel Aviv University, um, twenty years ago, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm graduate of the what they call the Cohen Institute for Philosophy of uh, Science. Okay. And uh and since then I'm I'm doing my research. Actually I'm doing it uh independently. Um and I'm studying a lot, I'm uh reading, I'm writing, I'm lecturing. Um and during the years I, I decided to write a book and this is uh this is why I think this is the the the, 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 the point that everything connects.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you're lecturing, what kind of topics are you are you typically teaching?
1: Well, actually, I'm 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 not really teaching. I don't like to teach. Okay, I like to speak to the to the to the public. I'm doing lecturing to you know people that are not uh, academic professors or, or students. Some okay. of them are students, of course, so but m-
0: I'm more of like a science communicator role. Then, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, that's my great. main goal, yeah, my main goal is actually to take all those complex. Uh, Topics and and uh, concepts, which you, should, you probably know, it's they are very complex,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and try to um, explain them in a very simple and um, understandable um, manner that everybody can understand at least can start thinking about it and to, uh, I'm not sure I have the answers, but I'm trying (laughs) to make people think that's my main, main target.
0: That's beautiful. At least starting to provoke the thoughts of answering the questions. I like that. Yeah. That's a, that's something that I really aim to do with this podcast is kind of try and uh, introduce new ideas to people and uh, at least spark some thought, if not, you know, Maybe not actually come to any answers, but at least uh, yeah, exactly. introduce. I don't them, think there uh, are
1: any answers. There are a lot of those topics. Yes. There are answers. We are still studying. We are still researching. Yeah, uh, people. Yeah, there. There is a lot of things we can talk about.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I spent so many hours listening to, um, you know, the conversations and arguments uh, surrounding simulation theory. And yeah. I think the, the main thing everyone can agree on is that no one knows.
1: <laughs> exactly. So it's just, you
0: know, yeah, it's one of those things that uh, you can go on endlessly about and talk in circles and you can agree that both we are and we aren't.
1: Exactly. <laughs> one, one of my lectures, actually, uh, which I, I'm doing pretty much, I, I'm doing a lot of, of those, is around um, um, uh, perception of reality. Okay, and and actually the topic uh, is is um are we living in a matrix or not? This is the topic of, of the of the and I'm I'm, I'm talking of course <laughs> about, about simulation uh, yeah. theory and uh, yeah. I'm not. Uh, I don't really. A fan, I'm not really a fan of that. I must say. Okay. But um, I know people are really interested in that. But I, uh, I'm, I'm. I have a lot of things to say about. It. If you want to talk about it, I can. I can.
0: I would love to. <laughs> I'd love to hear your thoughts on it okay. because I, I can understand uh, not agreeing with it, but it's definitely an interesting thought experiment.
1: Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, you know, Elon Musk, as you, you said Elon, you know, we, we spoke before the, we started about how to pronounce my name. I can tell the <laughs> secrets, right? Yes. <laughs> so some of people are calling Elon, but I'm not Elon Musk, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I wish I was, but I'm not. Um, but he's a big fan of uh, simulation theory. and uh, Is he? He really, uh, Yeah, yeah. I think he, he really believes in that. I think he, he thinks he... In, I think he pronounced it in a few few times that he, he thinks that we are living in a, in a simulation. But his uh, argument is uh, that uh, there is no chance—the chance that we are not living in a simulation—is also mm-hmm. is almost zero. So yeah, so uh, I've, I've he heard has, that
0: argument that if it can exist, then the probability is that it does exist.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, uh, it's it's don't know, in philosophy. It's always, almost, always a problem you know, um, um, uh, explaining something um, be, with a negative explanation, you know? Okay. Uh, the, there is a zero chance it's not it not will happen. It's it's always uh, <laughs> tricky arguments. But, yeah, uh, yeah but uh, Elon Musk believes in that. And a lot of people, actually, I think, that, you know, when I'm talking to people, uh, uh, in Israel and, and, of course, all over the world, a lot of people are, are thinking about it. Uh, yeah. You know, they thinking yeah, was... maybe there is something in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, if you want, I can tell you my 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 point of view about this. I
0: loved it. Uh, I was just listening this, to uh, uh, Nick, Nick Bostrom talking about it. Are you familiar with Nick Bostrom? No, um, actually not. No, he... Um, yeah, he... It, at first, it sounded like he didn't believe in it. And then by the end of the conversation, he was like, well, I can't say either way. So <clears throat> it's one of those things that I think a lot of people go back and forth on. But yeah, I'd love to hear your
1: opinions on it. Listen, listen, it's, it's like God, you know, you, mm. you can believe it you cannot. not. The, the, the arguments, it, it's never decisive because there's always a chance it's real. You know? <laughs> um, that's, it's not a really scientific uh, argument okay? okay, to say it's, 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 we are living in a simulation or not. But I think the main issue, and there is, I um, uh, uh, forgot the name, never, never mind. The, the main issue here is that, uh, think about, you know, Sims, you know, the... the the, yeah, the video game. The game. Sims, okay. Uh, video game Sims, called Sims, everybody I think knows that. Mm-hmm. Um, and think about the people that my, you know, little girl is, is uh, playing with, with Sims, and she's, you know... Um, uh, the, the, the god of this uh, world and yes. uh, tells them what to do and, and everything.
0: So she's essentially uh, created a, a miniature ex- simulation.
1: Exactly, exactly. And think about the people in, in Sims. You know, if, are, if you are living in simulation, we are, we are actually characters in, in the Sims games, right? And somebody, is, is, somebody uh, wrote the code or is still managing our lives through some kind of software.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: this is the main argument, I think. Uh, yes. Of the yes. so um, so think about my my little uh, daughter okay uh, she is she is living in a, some kind of a reality right mm-hmm. so uh, if if even if I will explain the reality of the sims which is of course a simulation and a software I still didn't uh, solve the the issue I, there is another layer the upper layer of those who wrote the code, right? Mm-hmm. Where are they living? Are they living in a simulation? Maybe yeah. they're, also, <laughs> they're also living in a, in a simulation, yeah. right?
0: So you have layers.
1: layers, it's, it's endless. So mm-hmm. what I'm saying is, it's not interesting because even if we are living in a simulation, it doesn't um, solve the, the, the question of reality. Is reality real or not?
0: Yeah, Maybe for us,
1: it's not real. If we, we, we were in
0: vote. a simulation, somewhere there's a base
1: reality. Exactly, and right. we need to explain that reality. Okay, right. where where it comes from, what 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 is it, uh, and all the, the big questions we are asking about reality. So simulation theory will not explain anything um, interesting. It will be some kind of a of a of a nice theory that we can you know play with, but right. uh, but it's not really interesting. You know, that's my thought.
0: Okay, I, I like where you're coming from with that. Um, I think maybe that's not a a question that's introduced enough in those arguments. Is you know, where is the base reality, and what is the base reality? And
1: uh, there is a there is a scene in Rick and Morty, mm-hmm. um, which they are talking. They are reaching somewhere. I don't know. You no, know, Rick Morty is crazy, but uh, they're 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 saying it. Uh, you live in a simulation within a simulation within a simulation. You know, yeah, you know, a <laughs> conception. Like yeah, exactly. It's in endless. As nothing we can do about it. So, so yeah, maybe we live in a simulation. Okay.
0: And if that were the case, then I mean, there's nothing we can do about it at this point. <laughs> uh, all okay. we can do is try and understand the the universe that we live in, however it was created. <laughs>
1: Exactly. If you want to deep dive into the, the interesting questions, I think you need to make the assumption that we are living in some kind of a reality a real yeah, reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and let's explain that. Now, saying that it's a simulation doesn't end the argument. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Interesting. Um,
0: <clears throat> semi-related. I was, I was having this thought while listening to a conversation about it. Um, it's been determined that universe, the universe is expanding, and that's something that most physicists can agree on nowadays, I think all of them. Um, I was curious on your thoughts about what that means for kind of the Planck length and like the, the basic units of measurement for us. Um, if space is expanding, does that mean that spatial distance for us is relative?
1: Okay, that's a, a, an interesting question. I must say, it's not uh, something I've, I've uh, uh, invest, invested a lot of thought. But um, the 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 universe is expanding. We know that uh, for sure. You know, as much as you you say you, you can say for sure in, in science, because right. we always
0: can. You know, <laughs> I know no one likes to speak else. in in those kind of terms in science. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, but. Um, it's very interesting because you know the the universe is expanding beyond the speed of light. Right. Okay, so so people sometimes are saying that it's it's an evident evidence that um, that uh, the, the, the the maximum limit in, in nature is not the, the, the speed of light.
0: Right. Uh, which is has always been the theory that nothing can yeah, travel well faster than
1: that. It's part of the relativity theory. You know? yeah. Einstein Einstein actually. Um, 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 uh, said that, okay, mm-hmm. uh, in the relativity theory, that one of the assumptions is that uh, the speed of light is the fastest speed in, in nature. Uh, but, and the fact that uh, you are spending more, that is, is some kind of um, of of an of an evidence for that that he was wrong. But 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 that's not true, okay,
2: mm-hmm.
1: because you should think about it that nothing is really moving, sure. okay. Nothing is really moving. It's not that the, the galaxies are moving more beyond the speed of light from each other
0: they're just it's kind the of being space, pushed away from each other right
1: exactly it's a space between them that are be is being uh, enlarged uh constantly but that um, also
0: means that them the the galaxies themselves are being enlarged too doesn't it
1: uh yeah, because all space is being enlarged so so right. probably uh you know the the gaps between uh, the stars is also, uh, but I think it's very, um, you know, and when we are talking about gaps between, the, let's take the solar system, you know, it's it's uh, so minor the the distances So uh, in in comparison to the universe, so it's not something you know uh, we should really you know uh, invest in uh, too much uh, resource to to understand the 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 the, the um, enlargement of the expansion of, of the, the, the gaps the space between our, our, our stars but mm-hmm. um, the, the interesting issue is is the fact that the space is expanding
2: mm-hmm.
1: and this I think leads us to and I'm trying to go to, to go back to, to your question to what is space right okay so there's a big question here because um, if you if you're looking from the physics point of view, and, uh, and actually started uh, with Newton, mm-hmm. okay, almost 300 years ago. Um, the, it, for, for, from the physics point of view, and also um, relativity theory also looks at it that way. Of course, there was a big revolution in in the way we are um, uh, dealing with space, but 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 there is the the basis. There is a big similarity between how Newton is. Is addressing those issues like space and time mm-hmm. and how uh and how einstein is also uh addressing those issues yeah uh, i know it sounds weird because people really think that you know einstein made a revolution in in space and time he did some kind of a revolution but at the basis of the issue of the concept of space and time there wasn't a big uh revolution because both of them think that space is something right that, that is there okay um during the Newton time, it, they called it the ether. Okay, it was the, this substance okay. that we, we are supposed to be in. Okay, they so did like,
0: consider it to be matter or at yes, least something.
1: Yeah, yeah
0: they field. Consider,
1: yes, his contemporary uh, thought about about a substance that fills the space, mm-hmm. and we are moving in that substance. Um, and that substance you know I shouldn't say the substance is expanding I should, we, we today we know there is no ether we, we, will, we will go back to the 21st century in a minute but or the 20th century but but um, you have to there what they wanted to say there is a there is a um, some kind of a substance called ether and uh, and and they had to 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 have that substance otherwise there is a big problem with explaining uh, movement I will not get too much into that because that's too much physics but uh <laughs> the philosophical side, I think it's, it's important to understand that they had to, they had to have that substance, otherwise, there will be a lot of problems with the Newton um, theory okay. um, and then uh, you can say that that substance is expanding. and today, what the, 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 you know we have already uh, proved that there is no ether in the world. Okay? Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, uh, Einstein uh, is talking about space-time. Right. Uh, space time is, is, uh, is, uh, is, is something uh, that uh, exists uh, out there and we are living in it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But, uh, but what is it? Uh, it's not something that we, we, we can explain. Okay, so we are talking about space time, space time, but what is space time? It's not a matter, it's not something, you know, substance we can.
0: Yeah, it's more of a measurement,
1: right, that we use. It's something else. It's something else that uh, I don't think uh, anybody explained until now. You no, know, talking about uh, space-time expanding and space-time uh, and the delicious the the, um, uh, the uh, constru- contracting and and no. But what is space-time is is still a, qu- a big question. Uh, yeah. From if you you're looking at it from the philosophical side mm-hmm. point of view, uh, you understand there is a big uh, problem here because you know you cannot just use. Terms that you cannot really explain. What is it? That's, of course. Yeah. So, um, so the if you are talking about the basic units of of this uh, expanding space, I don't think we really know that. I think people are talking about the Planckian uh, mm-hmm. units. Okay, it, it comes from uh, quantum mechanics. It's mm-hmm. the the smallest um, the smallest uh,
0: measurable distance, distance right?
1: Yeah, exactly. That we can. You cannot divide the plankton distance. Okay, right. it's the smallest one. Um, but uh, but of what? <laughs> yeah,
0: that's the question.
1: That's the big question. I don't I think we can answer that
0: yet. Is it related to a quark, like the the size of a quark?
1: Uh, not familiar with that. Sorry. Okay. Size of a, a quark. The, Ah, ah yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, no, uh, I don't no. think it is. I think uh, what, you know, this part of the of the basic, uh, you know, um, um, elementary particles mm-hmm. that we are familiar with today. There is a jungle of you know, they call it the jungle of the particles. There's a lot of particles that we we have discovered and understand. Um, but n- n- I don't think none of them are you know, uh, the size of the Planckian. Uh, 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 measurement okay they are, they, are, they are larger than that so uh, I, I don't see any it's not really related to okay that.
0: yeah it's it's a definitely an interesting question to know what what they are measuring um, yeah, and not, so not just the physical distance that we can perceive but what it is actually measuring
1: I think there are two um basic you no know, let's say the i think the most basic entities in nature I think the two most basic entities in nature are space and time Mm -hmm. okay I think uh, I I don't think of I I cannot think of anything any entity which is more basic than that of course and it's it's, it's amazing but I can tell you that nobody really uh, knows and there is no one definition uh, which is not controversial uh, to describe what is space and what is time yeah it sounds amazing you know we are doing everything we are doing we mm-hmm. are doing in time we are doing in space we of are waking up in the morning we are remembering we are planning we are you know uh, going somewhere we are going back okay everything is uh is space in time mm-hmm. we are bi- we built all our theories in physics and in other areas of thought uh, up, upon those two entities, or those two assumptions, those two uh, yes. basic milestones, and and we cannot explain what they are.
0: Yeah, and not to cut you off, but I think it's interesting that fundamentally we must move throughout space, but we cannot move throughout time, and yet we connect the two.
1: Um, yes, but uh, I, I I will I will disagree with you. Okay. We are moving through time every, every, every second. Uh, you and me are moving in time. We're working at the, the uh, pace of uh, you know, 60 seconds a minute. We are moving uh, to the future. Both of us, all of us, we are moving at the same pace. Uh, so move, we are moving through time.
0: Right. I guess I just uh, meant we can't control our movement through time.
1: <laughs> and, and, and I will disagree with you also on that. Okay. <laughs> we, can, we can move. We can travel in time based on the physics we know today. Uh, time traveling is something which is uh, which is uh, uh, we are able to do physically. Uh, we don't know yet how to do it uh, from the, technol- the technological point of view, how to build time machines. Yes. But if you look at the physics, uh, it, it we know for possible. sure. Yeah, we know for sure that um, traveling uh, through time to the future is uh, something we can do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, physically. Uh to the f- to the f- past, there is a big issue here.
0: Right. Uh, because Einstein predicted that if you travel faster than the speed of light that you could travel forward in time, right?
1: No, uh yeah, you no. Okay, Let, uh, let's uh let's make uh, some uh we we, uh, we have to explain this. <laughs> Help up. me
0: understand it better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, great. Uh,
1: no no problem, no problem. First of all, we cannot travel faster than the speed of light. Okay? Right. We cannot do that. It's the the, the Only fastest. Only space speed can. <laughs> space, and it's, it, it is not traveling. Okay. True. So it is not moving. it's a big issue. It's a big uh, point we, we we need to to emphasize. So mm-hmm. nothing moves. Nothing, including space, okay. is moving uh, faster than the speed of light. But uh, what relativity theory told us, the special uh, relativity theory, which uh, Einstein uh, introduced us in uh, 1905 Mm -hmm. uh, is saying that if you uh, accelerate, if you move uh, in space, your time uh, moves slower, okay? Than than, uh, than an object that stays still, okay? So if I will, you know, we are talking to each other, Mm -hmm. if I will start moving now very (laughs) fast, or even not very fast, okay? If every movement has an effect Okay. On, on on the time, okay? It's it's very minor. It's it's not nothing you can really uh, be aware of. But every movement has an effect on on the time uh, pace uh, uh, that we, we are we we are experiencing. But if I will of course move very fast, let's say uh, close to the speed of light, mm-hmm. uh, the the gap between the pace of my time and your time will be very large. Mm. Yes, but we, we we have to understand. So for both of us, let's let's assume that I'm moving now very fast, two two uh, two hundred thousand uh, 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 kilometers per, per hour, or in the U.S. miles per hour. Sorry, <laughs> uh, um, and I'm moving very fast, and you are standing still. Right. Okay. We both we both seconds are the same. Okay. We we experience seconds the same, right? But my second is not yours. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. So when I my, when in in my uh, experience I experience one second, you at the same time will experience five.
0: If we six, compared them, right?
1: Or 50 seconds. Oh wow! It's, it depends. It, again, it depends on the speed you, I am. So mm-hmm. I am sorry. I'm moving very fast. Right. So when you have one second, here I experience 10 or 15 seconds.
2: Right.
1: So from my experience I feel the same but compared to one another, relative relativity theory, yeah? Mm-hmm. Relative to each other, we experience different time paces. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is uh, the basic thing that Einstein is t- telling us in relativity theory, special relativity uh, theory. Um, But this has a great um, implications on the question of, of um, uh, time travel.
2: Hmm.
1: Why? Why? And to explain that, I will I will use a very uh, known paradox that was uh, introduced uh, in in Einstein times, but uh, since then, well, it, it's not a paradox. So it's, you can understand that already. Okay. And uh, and this paradox is called the twin paradox. I don't know if you heard about the twin paradox.
0: I've heard about it I don't quite remember it though so I'd look okay, hear so it so
1: I will explain it it's it's uh, it's very easy and it, it explains the situation what the, this paradox is saying is based on the relativity theory which we know today is true okay and I, I will maybe tell you uh, later on on, on uh, experiments that were done oh great that already uh, we we see that time deletion, that yeah. time gap okay um, and what the, the paradox is saying is saying the same. We we are, think about two twins, okay. Of course, they are the same age. You know, they are twins. Mm-hmm. They are supposed to be the same age of the lights because they are twins. But we are taking one of them and putting them on a spaceship, which, mm-hmm. let's say, technologically, we are able today to to uh, send them uh, to a very high speeds. Yeah. Let's say
0: ninety-nine percent speed the light. of
1: light. Yeah. Yeah. And we are sending him to space and uh, for a year okay Now because he's uh, moving very fast uh, based on the relativity theory, we experience the same uh, we experience the same yeah. seconds. but when one second is passing in the spaceship, uh, 20 seconds are passing on earth with his twin mm-hmm. okay? So when one day is passing in the spaceship, his twin is experience only uh, experience 20 days.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And when he uh, comes back after a year, he finds out that here on Earth, 20 years have passed. Yeah. So according to the uh, relativity theory, if you will be able to send somebody very fast for a long time, you will be able to build a gap and actually send them to the future. It will take him only uh, one year to reach twenty years in the future right so that's uh, that's why we are able we know we know it we know it we can see it in a minute I will tell you how we mm-hmm. know it we can travel to the future we don't know technologically how to uh, okay. to reach those speeds we don't know how to uh, you know physically I don't think we can we are able to uh, manage uh, those speeds. But, but if we will be able to solve that, and you know, uh, many other, other very hard problems were, were solved during <laughs> the uh, humanity uh, history. Yeah. Uh, do we, do we, will, do we will be able to build a, a, a space, um, a time machine.
0: Do you think we'll ever get there that we can, um, you know, figure out the actual uh, engineering side of that problem?
1: No, I'm not an engineer. It's it's a very uh, complex... Uh, I don't think we are near that. Right. Uh, it's not something that will happen, uh, hopefully, in my daytime, but I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. Uh, but it, listen, it's something that maybe one day we will solve. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll be able to to build the time machine. And And how do we know it, for sure? Because it was part of the relativity theory, so it's a theory. You know, he's saying, "Okay, it's very interesting, but uh, maybe I can agree with that. Maybe not. I will try to disprove, uh, disprove this um, this theory." But in 1971, mm-hmm. well, that was the first time they uh, they tried to build an experiment to, okay. and they took two atomic uh, clocks. You know, atomic clock is a very very precise clock. You know, very mm-hmm. many uh, digit after the. Um, so it, it's a very, very precise clock. You can measure very small uh, time differences. Mm-hmm. And they put one atomic clock on, a, on an airplane and one atomic clock they left on Earth. And they let this airplane, you know, travel as fast as it can, as an airplane <laughs> can. Uh, yeah, can fast, can, uh, a
0: couple but, hundred miles
1: an hour. Yeah, but it's something, you know, for, yeah. and, 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 you know around the world, he made a very long uh, journey. To you know to start to find some kind of a gap to you know to build the gap, mm-hmm. and when he landed, they um, measured and compared those two um, clocks. Yeah, and uh, for their their amazement, or or not because they were physicists, they believed in relativity, so maybe they were not amazed. But I'm right. amazed.
2: Every they were just time,
1: they, um, were, they had that.
0: their fingers crossed. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly, uh, they found a gap. So the the time that went on the airplane was shorter than the time uh, uh, that uh, went on Earth. So there was a gap between those two clocks. And it was a very small, you know, all atomic clocks can can identify this. Uh, It's uh, much smaller than a second, okay? But we know that it happens. It actually happens today in, um, you know, the CERN, where they uh, are?
0: Yeah, the Large Hadron Collider.
1: Yeah, the, uh, um, they are. I uh, don't know how to say it when they are sending uh, uh, particles very fast. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry for the English. That's okay. Uh, uh, and uh, and what they see, you know, a particle has a certain time to decay. Okay, let's say two seconds. Okay, okay. and if you are sending them very fast, close to the fast of, of light, uh, to the the speed of light. Sorry, mm-hmm. uh, in this uh, in this uh, collider uh You see that they, when we look at them, it seems to us that their time um life lifetime is 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 uh, longer interesting okay they are they are living for four minutes, five minutes, not as two as they're supposed to wow, so we see it physically today we yeah. know it it works
0: that 's an interesting uh, example too because that the hadron collider i think it 's something like 99.9999% the speed of light. It's like yeah. just, just right there below
1: it, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's why we can experience uh, uh, this uh, phenomena in a way that it's really it has a, a, a major effect mm-hmm. on what we are looking at.
0: Yeah, and, so it, and, there they're actually factoring it in as something to expect. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Now, now we, the only thing we need to do, maybe you and I will do it, we need to build a startup, you know, that will uh, solve the issue of the technical, technical <laughs> issue of building of sending people very fast, and uh-huh. uh, we well, can I, solve it.
0: I think that's what they're trying to figure out with the whole light sail technology.
1: But yes, yes, right? uh, yes.
0: You know about that stuff?
1: Yes, uh, not, not a lot, but they are, they are, they are, they are trying to reach speeds. Yeah. that are much closer to the speed of light. We will never reach, you know, right. uh, because the ma- the energy you need to uh, accelerate uh, uh, mass right. to to speeds that are even close to the speed of light, the energy is, is, is immense. So there is no way today to do it technologically. We, maybe one day somebody will find, you know, an energy source that we are not aware of. That. Right. But right now we, we are not even close to that.
0: I mean... The- the theory that I've heard is that nothing that has mass can reach that limit, right? Is, yeah. That's kind of the theory.
1: You, you need actually to reach the speed of light, you need uh, uh, infinite uh, energy to reach the <laughs> speed of light. You know, of only light can, because light has no mass. It's the yeah. only It's the only entity that can reach the speed of light. Uh-huh. Anything else, we need infinite energy. Uh, it's, it's always infinite with that. physics. <laughs> yeah. We don't
0: have that, yeah. Yeah, it's it's almost like what we were talking about uh, earlier—the universe expanding. It's such a the reason it's such a weird thing to imagine is because it's expanding from infinite to infinite. Yeah. So it's just one of those mental paradoxes that, again, like like simulation, it's something that you can't really fully perceive.
1: You know, anything that is uh, infinite, I think our minds, I know, know people are, sometimes don't agree with me, but I think um, that, uh, you know, infinite number is is something that uh, I'm not sure exists in nature. And, and I don't think we can really perceive what it means. You know? Right. Okay, we, we cannot really perceive what, what infinite is. Right. Infinity is something uh, that is beyond our ability because... At the end of the day, we are a limited um, entities that were um, uh, 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 no uh, born on on a, on a very uh, uh, small star somewhere in the universe, and we we <laughs> don't have the ability to understand everything. And I think infinity is, is one of them. I think we we will not be able to to understand that. Uh, uh, and I think that's why it's not very for me. It's not very interesting because there's there's not a lot we can do with it. We should we should accept it, as a, you know, as a, um, axiom that there is infinite stuff somewhere. Uh, but when we are trying to understand what it means, the infinite universe, uh, we will never understand it because yeah. it's, it's far beyond what we can ever imagine.
0: Right, right. It's just imperceivable. Yeah. Um, how familiar are you with string theory or were you with string theory? No,
1: no. String theory is not one my one of my uh, specialities. Um, I was
0: curious uh, about uh, it just because I've, <clears throat> for a few years, it was kind of all anybody talked about. And then, I mean, as far as my understanding, I'm not a physicist or anything, but as far as my understanding goes, it it was kind of disproven or no longer continues to be the standard way that people are thinking about it
1: yeah you know the 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 uh, the the main target today of physics is to reach that um, theory of everything right you know, trying to combine mm-hmm. uh, relativity and quantum theories yeah. and uh, uh, which are not quantum combined. gravity exactly yes yeah. there, there are still gaps but there are still uh, issues between those two theories mm-hmm. uh, although both of them are very practical very strong you know the people are trying to disprove uh, both of them for for more than 100 years and and nobody really are able to do that because they are very very uh, strong and and uh, there are a lot of uh, based on a lot of experiments that are already done so but there is a lot of question coming from those two uh, theories and the the one of the main problem is that they are not really talking to each other yeah Um, and one of the options that people raise to try and solve this issue is the string theory, uh, actually, in a very simple words, trying to find a more uh, basic unit mm.
2: uh,
1: which is the string, which uh, actually give uh, birth to everything we see around us, mm. okay so the string is the, the basic uh, not say particle it 's not a particle it 's a basic entity. Mm. That give rise to all the particles that we we are we are uh, we have we have um, um, we have we found during would, the
0: years. Would that string exist in like a fifth dimension, an extra dimension?
1: No, yeah, there is a lot. There is the issue of dimensions in string theory. There, yeah. I think we're talking about twenty dimensions. Some, something
0: the crazy theory. like that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but you have to understand it's it's all mathematics. You know, mm-hmm. they, they are reaching that because there are problems in the mathematics, or so they are adding uh, dimensions right. and things. But it's not something physical. You no, know? it's not right. something we, we can really experience or, or make any um, um, any, any, any experiment. Yeah, that will will you know prove or disprove this this uh, this theory. That mm-hmm. and that's one of the big issues and one of the big big problems of string theory, which is uh, ex- existing for, for a few decades. Mm-hmm. And we are already, we were supposed to you know, find something that <laughs> would make it more you know, substantial and more um, based on the, you know, something. Uh, but and we are not able to do that until now. So, so, uh, so it looks like the people are looking other areas to, mm-hmm. to find the solution. And that's why String Theory is starting to lose its, uh, no, its, its glory.
0: It's steam. Uh,
1: yeah and uh, the, the ideas that I think are more more interesting
0: yeah uh one of the questions I had is um you know i I can understand um, kind of theoretical physics, but I'd never really made a connection between philosophy and physics and time, and I wanted okay. to ask you kind of where the connections are in, in your book, how you're connecting uh, philosophy and science.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a very good question because I think it's, um, it's what makes, um, you know, a lot of people are, are interested in, in science, mm-hmm. but most of them are not interested in the equations. You know, they're right. not interested in the mathematics. That's kind of where I am. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I am people...
0: interested in the equations, but I can't fully understand the equations because I haven't you know, spent the time to learn it.
1: I can tell you I'm not interested in the equation. Okay? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not the interesting part, an interesting part I think of science. I think right. most of people are interested in what, what it means. Right. What are yeah. what scientists are saying about the nature, what it means. What, yeah. what, what it means for nature, what it means for us as human beings right. living in this, what it means for the reality, understanding what is reality.
0: That, those are the questions that
1: are and interesting that the, to me. Exactly, exactly, and that's why, and that's, I think that's where philosophy comes in, so mm-hmm. um, a lot of, uh, many, many, you know, when you're talking, you see, you know, YouTubes and uh, and television shows about science and everything, you, you, you see uh, mostly scientists uh, uh, talking about the science and, and talking about a little bit the philosophy of it, mm-hmm. uh, but you don't see a lot of philosophers talking, talking about uh, of, right. uh, science, and I about think that's physics. that's yeah but and I think that's not the it's not right because the again the this is the interesting part of the discussion for most of the people and what the philosophy is doing is exactly that it's trying to two things actually philosophy of science is dealing with two two areas first of all is uh dealing with the question how to, how to do science and what is science and how does science develop and how do uh, theories are, revolution, re, there are revolutions in theories, and, and all this question, which is a very interesting question in itself, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm also writing about this in the book, so how, the, how science develops. Because I, I wanted to um, suggest uh, a new um, way of thinking about mm-hmm. time, I, I also explained why I think we are in the point that we need a new revolution in the scientific thought. So I explain how scientific thought is, is being uh, revolutionized and how it develops. Um, but the, the other area, which we, I call philosophy of, of science, it's not, not just me, of course, uh, we, it is the area of taking you know existing theories like uh, quantum theory, like relativity theory, like uh, theories in biology and in other areas, And and understanding what it means. What what is the meaning of of this, what we know in physics uh, when we are trying to understand uh, the basic uh, concepts and uh, their implications on reality. Hmm. So when we are talking about time, for example, uh, time, as we said, is the basic uh, entity. It's something that science uses all the time. uh, It talks about all the time, but never explained it never never science never explained what is time how right. can you define time and here philosophy comes in and this philosophy is not something new you know um, you know the for again for for example in, in the question of of the concept of time this uh, discussion started uh, as far as we know maybe it even started earlier but as far as you know it started in the 5th uh, uh century bc okay so uh long ago mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it started in the um, uh, Presocratic uh, in, uh, in, uh, in Greek and Greece. Uh, and uh, the two people that started the discussion. Uh, one of them is called Parmenides, and the other one is called Heraclitus. Mm-hmm. And those people have actually, almost at the same time, introduced two way of thinking about time, philosophical uh, point of from the philosophical point of view, and mm-hmm. it always touches the nature. It always touches the science. It's not called right. science. So it wasn't called science those days, but uh, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, it was called the nature of philosophy. Oh, really? You can. You see the connection.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so science kind of stemmed the, from philosophy.
1: Concept of science. Exactly. Science was something very, um, something very new. You now, in the, the past, let's say, four hundred years. But before that, it was nature philosophy. You can call it, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and also those...
0: physics wasn't physics this, uh, originally. Natural sciences or something yeah, like that.
1: Some, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, but here, the philosophy in nature. You know, the nature philosophy is something that you you can see that it's already combined uh, two thousand five hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the discussion is 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 combined. Also, you know, if if we, we spoke about Einstein, Einstein was a little bit of philosopher. You know, some of these. Uh, major findings uh, in in science was based on thought experiments he did with himself, you know. Right. And then, based on that, he went and looked for the mathematics and looked mm. for the physics to explain what he already thought in his uh, experiment thought experiments in his right. philosophy.
0: Right. And that's it's... one of his major contributions are those thought experiments too, because it makes it so much easier to understand for us.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yes, you know it's not very easy to understand relativity theory, and it's not very easy to understand quantum theory. But, but it's it's easier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's easier. Um, and uh, and the, the the you know the the most uh, interesting thing about time, if we we mention that, because you know that's my one of my major uh, right interests. Uh, <laughs> is that those two people you know Parmenides and Heraclitus that spoke about uh, they didn't speak about time but uh, they spoke about time hmm. the, the meaning of what they said is is actually time uh there are two points of views on or philosophical point of views on time for the the i think you know, it's amazing but today 2500 uh, years later we are at the same place yeah uh, we are the it, same place. There are, there are still those two points of views on time that exist today in physics and in philosophy.
0: What are the in two different point of points of view? Sorry? What are the difference in the two points of view?
1: Yeah. Um, let's, take, let's take the first the, the more intuitive mm-hmm. uh, and the more simple one, uh, which is Heraclitus. Heraclitus um, actually said that time is something that exists, Okay. It uh, flows, you know, he uses the term Pantare Pantare is, it means in Greek, everything flows. Mm-hmm. So for him, the most basic thing I can say about nature is that there is something that always flows there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, it's like a river. We are living on, in a river and the, this river is, is constantly flowing. Uh, uh, the stream is constantly moving forward. And mm-hmm. we are in that river that would, and we are experiencing.
0: That would be space-time.
1: Uh, maybe yes, it could be space-time. Yes, um, uh, not exactly. I, 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 you know, l- later we'll talk about the nuances. Okay. About <laughs> but uh, yes, it's, you can you can look at that. It's something that we we, we are in it. Okay. It, it flows, when we are in it, um, and uh, so movement and uh, and and uh, and time is something the most basic thing we can talk about. It's not something we can really explain. Because it's the basic entity there is, there is, okay? Nothing we can say more than that. Which is very intuitive for us and very easy to understand, right? Because we, we actually, I uh, think, feel that we are living in some kind of a, of a river, you know? that the time flows, we cannot touch time, we are, we are in it, uh, and it's something that is there back in the backward. Uh, that we just live in it. Um, the, the other point of view, which is uh, a little bit counterintuitive, which Parmenides is the first uh, to introduce this to us, says that uh, the basic thing we can say about reality is that it is static. There is no movement. There is no time. Mm-hmm. What we call movement is an illusion. Now, this is very unintuitive, right? right. It's not Absolutely. something I can... Yeah, not something I'm It's a philosophical... Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, this is something i never heard before.
1: Yeah, it's something that, you know, it's very hard to, to relate to. Mm-hmm. But let me um, tell you something. 2,500 years later, most, if you understand the implications of most of the physics theory we know today, mostly relativity, but also other theories and also philosophical theories that have developed during the years, mm-hmm. we look at nature more and more on that Point of view
0: in static yeah, terms.
1: Yeah, I think I, I, not me. Uh, a lot of th- people think that relativity theory is all, is uh, is uh, actually uh, an evidence mm. that Parmenides was right.
0: Interesting. Let,
1: let me explain why. Uh, to ex- I, 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 in, do, in order to do that, I will need to explain a little bit what he, he really meant. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in order to do that, I will uh, use um, he used the um, a Very interesting uh, analogy, but I will not. Uh, you know, don't, don't have a lot of time, so I don't want to do all the analogies. Uh, but let's let's uh, think. What he meant is the is the present uh, analogy. I will I will uh, describe. You know, everybody are aware of uh, film strip, right? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. We don't have that uh, anymore, but, uh, <laughs> but but I think people saw it at least in films. You know? Yes. Uh, and, and a film strip is is um, is a, sequence of, of uh, pictures mm. of uh, photos, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and each one is static, right? No right. time, uh, no movement in each one of them. It's like a static uh, painting on the wall. Um, and and the second uh f- uh, uh say picture or photo, the second? Uh, frame. Frame. Okay, great. Sorry. Thanks for the... <laughs> it's <question>. okay. <laughs> uh, the second frame is also static. It's a little bit different than the one before and the one after. Mm-hmm. But it's also it's static. There is no movement. There is no uh, time in it. Well, we, we all agree on that. So there is no movement, no time, no nothing in, those, in this film strip. When we are um, projecting it in a very fast way, we are experiencing an illusion. Mm-hmm. that there is movement and life and time and things are happening there. But it's an illusion. You understand it. It's a film, yeah. a static film of frames. Mm-hmm. Um, you can say, okay, but uh, a, a camera have uh, captured something and we see that in the film strip. Mm-hmm. But, so let's think about animation. You know, somebody is, is painting a picture, uh, a drawing, and now another one, and another one. Each one of them has no time, no movement. Of course, it's just drawings. Mm-hmm. But again, when you are projecting very fast, you 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 visualize, you know, something very seems very live, very with time and everything. But we, we everybody will agree it's an illusion, right? Although today right. you know animation films looks very uh, realistic, but they are not.
0: Right. It's only you know up to sixty frames a second.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And what Parmenides is saying that reality is exactly that. Mm. We are living in a world that is a, a based on frames, okay? It's based on static uh, moments that all of them exist at the same time. All of them, we are, there is a film strip mm-hmm. that we all live in and we are living in it. So we are uh, experience an illusion of time and movement and change. But actually, if you look at the essence of the basic uh, understanding of reality, it doesn't exist, it's only an illusion. Hmm. So no, now we understand what he means. Okay? It's, it's easy. But, but we still, it's very counterintuitive. It's still very hard for us to, to agree with that, right? Right. And here comes physics. Yeah, I was going to ask
0: what that connection is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and here comes physics, and, 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 and what we understand um, from relativity theory. And I'm not sure you want to know deep dive to really understand the explanation, but I can do it if you want. But relativity theory, one of the implications of relativity theory is what we call the block universe. Hmm. And what is the block universe? The, the relativity theory is actually uh, saying, it's not saying directly, but we, we, it's, it's, uh, it's something you cannot avoid if you understand relativity theory. Mm-hmm. It's saying that all we are living in a block of moments. Okay, so everything that ever happened and will ever uh, happen, all of them exist. Okay. And we are just moving, you know, you said <laughs> we cannot move in time,
0: right? Right, just we like uh, in... just like in a film strip where yeah, one, this... one frame cannot affect another frame. They're just exactly. happening in a sequence.
1: Exactly, and I'm sure you heard that time is the fourth dimension, right? Right. People are talking about time as the fourth dimension. This is exactly it. Think about mm-hmm. dimensions. So yeah. the, one of the implications of relativity theory is that time is, one, is a dimension that we are moving in that dimension. So uh, t- in order to, to finish the explanation, yeah. I will give you another uh, analogy. Uh, you, you are living in, sorry, I, I'm, I'm uh, telling uh, everybody?
0: Los Angeles.
1: Los Angeles, excellent. Yes. So And I'm living here, uh, let's say, in Tel Aviv in Israel. Mm-hmm. So if I want to visit you, okay, one day I will have to take a plane and, uh, and, and come and visit you. Don't, mm-hmm. don't be afraid. It will take time and I, I, I will call before. <laughs> uh, but but uh, in order to visit you, I will have to move in three dimensions, you know, mm-hmm. the three space dimensions we have, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I will reach your house. But the fact that I haven't reached your house yet, doesn't say anything about its, its existence. Your house exists right now, mm-hmm. right? I'm not, experience, I'm not experiencing your house because I haven't moved in those three dimensions to be there, mm-hmm. okay? So if time is a dimension, like relativity theory is saying that, so the moment, the event, that I will meet you at your house, is not. I'm not experiencing it right now but it doesn't say anything about its existence. This moment exists already. Mm, I just need to move in the fourth dimension of time and, of course, space, because I need to reach that...
0: All four dimensions.
1: All four dimensions in order to experience this event. But the event right now, which I can tell you it's in the future right now, it's not uh, in the past, it's not something that already happened. But you can say that it does exist. Yeah, Exactly. This means that every event, every event... From mm. the big bang to the event. end of the universe, every event exists in some way, mm-hmm. and we are moving in this block universe in these four dimensions to experience okay. it. The... it. just, just to, to end, and one one says, yeah. So this is what Parmenides is saying us. It's mm-hmm. not a rhapsodos. It's not something that the moment, the next moment is not become. It's not becoming the next moment. There is no becoming mm-hmm. in nature. Nature exists. As a static block universe, we are experiencing in, in an illusion of moving in four dimensions.
0: <laughs> Interesting. Does that that second analogy, does that did he have any thoughts about free will in connection to that?
1: This is the next question. Exactly. Right. This is exactly the, the most um, um challenging uh, implications of, of the block universe, mm-hmm. the, the free will. So if every, every event in the future already exists, so how can I influence it? I cannot. Mm-hmm. And and Einstein was a pure determinist. Einstein said, really? and I'm quoting. Yes, yes, I'm quoting, I'm quoting. That's one of the, he, he wrote a, a letter to one of his friends uh, died uh, and he wrote a letter to his widow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he, he wrote there, uh, the difference between uh, future, uh, past, and present is just a mere illusion, although a very stubborn one. <laughs> so he uh, believed in relativity theory, and, uh, and, and as of course, he had to believe in the, the, the fact that the reality is deterministic, mm-hmm. and we don't have any free will. So that's the implications. One of the implications of relativity theory that uh, there is no free free will, free choice, um, and uh, and and something we need to. I must say, no, I'm I'm telling you that I don't believe in that. Okay?
0: Yeah, it's just a theory.
1: So, uh, <laughs> no, it's not just a theory. I I think relativity theory is very strong, and I don't think it will be you no know, disproved one day. Okay, uh, but I think we need to find a solution or another explanation to how to deal with this block universe and i think and so, i have one actually in the book I'm, I'm i'm that's one of the things i'm doing i'm trying to okay. to combine relativity theory and mm-hmm. quantum theory
0: right i was going to ask you that because in quantum theory there's a, a similar theory that the multiverse that basically a new universe is created with a, a series of different uh, outcomes yeah. and that can kind of any any um direction that you take in your life basically creates a new universe. And I want to ask you how that relates to the prior theory that we were talking about, where in a block universe where all of the the outcomes exist, uh, but more sequential than uh, kind of random.
1: Yeah, Okay. so uh, maybe I'll explain in a a few words just um, uh, this um, multi-universe. it's one of the interpretation of, of quantum mechanics because quantum mechanics has a lot of uh, challenging implications. Mm-hmm. Um, we we p- People try to explain quantum mechanics and try to interpret it in, in a few ways in order to solve some of the basic uh, problems it's it facing uh, One of them is, is a multiverse. Uh, it's not a multiverse, you know, multiverse is more like a lot of universes uh, uh, existing at the same uh, at the same time, it's it's saying that uh, each moment, as you said, uh, uh, a lot of universes are created. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and all of us are created in different universes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, in multiverse, for example, the multiverse is saying that there is a lot of universes, but me and you are not existing there, at least in some of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, in quantum theory. It, it's, it's a little bit different because they're saying that at this next moment you know we can there is a lot of options that can happen. We can uh, keep on talking. maybe I will uh, you know uh, close the, the zoom and, and we will stop uh, talking. maybe I will jump and maybe you know, I will disappear or not be here. So the chances <laughs> right. The chances for which one is, is, is different okay there's the probabilistic that I will disappear. It's something that we we understand is very small, but the, the chance for, for us us keep on talking is also very small, but it's it's it exists, mm-hmm. uh, and in each moment from from the quantum mechanics uh, point of view, each moment uh, all of those probabilities, all of those options exist, all mm-hmm. you know, are happening, okay, in different universes. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's, it's uh, so there is always uh, expansion of the number of universes, the number of options, and every universe has the same options, and and, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it, and 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 so, so that's it's a, it's a very nice, you know, it's very uh, appealing from popular science and uh, and, uh, and scientific and, um, um, uh, fiction movies, you know. Right. Uh, Science fiction. It's but, like
0: the uh, the scene uh, at the uh, end of Interstellar where he's looking in all the different windows.
1: Yeah, exactly. Interstellar, my favorite movie.
0: It's so good. <laughs>
1: I saw it, I think, at least ten times. At least. Yeah. You know, also I'm a father for for three daughters,
2: so oh, yes.
1: uh, for me it's uh, it's also emotional. So yeah. It's the, one of the best movies I've ever seen, and and also it's of course relates to all the things we have spoken here, right? And many other but uh yes th- there is a lot of, and actually there is a you know uh i think it's called uh spinning doors hmm. it's also it's a, it's also a very good movie that talks I don't about i know this. that one okay it's also uh i think it's spinning doors revolving write that down. <laughs> yeah uh it's with uh, gwyneth Paltrow. so um but it's something from the 90s okay so don't it's not something uh, <laughs> don't but expect the,
0: about... <laughs> don't expect a super real black hole <laughs> like Netflix, an interstellar <laughs>
1: Okay, so uh, so I have a problem also, you know, I'm trying to know, I have to be honest, you know, <laughs> I know everybody, a lot of people are like likes this uh, theory, but I have uh, some issues with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do
0: too. I mean, I'm, I'm not as knowledgeable as you, but I also have some issues with this theory. <laughs> uh,
1: yes, it's, it's very nice. But again, there is a problem. I don't think it's scientific. I don't think it's a, it's a scientific argument, because you cannot disprove it, you know, mm-hmm. Every scientific uh, uh, argument should have the option of uh, disproving it, because otherwise, falsifying is the basic uh, uh, um, requirement of being a scientific uh, uh, argument. Mm-hmm. And, and you cannot uh, uh, prove or disprove that there are other universes because we don't have any any uh, you know access to those universes. Right. Um, and the second thing, quantum theory is talking about probabilistic. Mm-hmm. about um, um, uh, probabilistic uh, uh, arguments, okay? Right. So things have, you know, there is a chance that uh, 20% that this will happen and 10% that this will happen. Okay? That's part of the Schrodinger's equation. The Schrodinger's which is the basic shre- equation in quantum case, talk about probabilistic right. Uh, options. Right. Uh, and if you are saying that everything is realized in other universes. So, what is the meaning of the, the you know the the percentage here? You right. know, if everything one hundred percent exists in every other universes, so there is no meaning for the probabilistic uh, 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 portion of the of this theory. Mm. Uh, so, I don't really like it, but it's very nice uh, as as, a, as an option. But uh, but it's it's very interesting that um, that. Quantum mechanics is saying something very deep about um, about uh, what can possible happen. What what is the possible that things can happen? Okay, so I think there is something, in, and I'm trying to deep dive into the, that uh, lately to understand better what it means, uh, what quantum mechanics means for um, the next option,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I believe. Uh, and here I'm trying to combine what we have already talked about: the block universe of relativity mm-hmm. and quantum mechanics. I believe that there is a block universe of uh, of all those options. Okay, mm-hmm. so I- I'm trying to be very simple. But uh, to tell if if something is not uh, if if it's, it's very complex, please please uh, you know, stop and, and tell me to explain. That. But what I- I'm, I'm, fo- I'm
0: say, following so far.
1: Okay, what I'm trying to say. <laughs> is that there is a block universe of options. Right. Option, you know, when you're thinking about an option of what will happen, you, you think about something, you know, not realistic, something that can happen, you know. Yeah. Uh, but that's something that is physically an entity. I'm mm. saying that an option is a physical entity. Right. What will happen, okay, the, op- the, the different options are physical entities that live. Mm. And we see it in quantum mechanics. The mechanics, really? Equation is telling us how those all those options are developing through times, through time. Okay, it, it explains what we can happen and what how it changes through time. So, the quantum mechanics is already um, uh, addressing options mm-hmm. as an entity, as a physical entity.
0: Right, in the way that it says that you know uh, it does and does not exist, and it, only time will kind of direct that.
1: Yeah, but it, it's something that happens. It's something that is there. You can see it in experiments. I don't want to be too you no know, technical, but you can see in experiments in quantum mechanics that what we call options is something that you can see in experiments. Those mm-hmm. two options exist there. In right. some, we call it superposition.
2: Right.
1: Superposition is the 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 way we are trying to explain how those all those. Uh, uh, Probable options mm-hmm. exist at the same time. The different in some, outcomes. Yes, it's not. No, it's not the same existence as you and I exist. It's a different kind of existence, but it's a physical existence. We we are dealing with in quantum mechanics.
0: it's so not I'm, just I'm, a not just a theoretical existence, but a physical exactly, existence.
1: Exactly. And I think, and I'm saying, that I, I I don't believe today it's only mathematical. I, th- I think see, we can see it in nature today. You mm-hmm. can see it in experiments that right. options exist before they're realized, Mm -hmm. okay? And this block universe is actually a block universe of of all the options exist in superpositions, okay? And what we experience is moving in this block universe and every moment only one of those options realizes and becomes part of our reality. Mm.
0: So this is your, your interpretation of the universe.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly, and, and that's how I think things are become. So there is a becoming. Uh, there is probably a way we can affect which option will re- be realized in the next moment. So we have some kind of an effect. But uh, I, 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 I'm not sure uh, still how it happens, but I think this is the basic uh, explanation we need to give. This is the way we can combine those two um, point of views in physics and it always also relates to our daily lives.
0: I'm curious to know what your interpretation of that effect that we could, um, if the fact that we could affect the outcome, um, it, it, does requite, or it does equate to quantum mechanics in the way that the observer affects the outcome. But I'm interested to think or to know what you think about how we could control that outcome
1: That's that's one of the biggest questions. Mm -hmm. Really, that's one of the biggest questions because everything we know today from physics, from biology, from uh, brain um, um, uh, science, uh, everything leads us to the conclusion that we don't have uh, free will. Mm -hmm. That what we uh, experience as free will is, is actually an illusion. Uh, and, and we can see it everywhere. Uh, the, the only way uh, to, to believe in free will is to believe in free will. Right now, we don't have any... <laughs> yes. I like that. Yes, it's very, very, it's very interesting because we, it's so strong in our experience, so intuitive for us that there is free will, but where we are looking at science, we don't have that in science. Science all, always um, uh, proves us that it doesn't, it doesn't exist. Also in brain uh, science, we, mm-hmm. we, we see it very strongly in the late, late uh, 20, 30 years in experiments that people are experienced that they are deciding to do something mm-hmm. uh, a few minutes after their brain already started doing it. <laughs> is that right? Yeah.
0: That's interesting.
1: That's very interesting. There is the Libet experience, if you want to, to check that. Uh, it's the first I experiment. Libet, L-I-L-I-B-E-T. E. T. Exactly, uh, and he is the first one that uh, showed that in the brain science. And since then, we have uh, seen that uh, many times. And also, as, as, I, as I said, the relativity theory, and and I think also uh, also quantum mechanics. The the, the the way people are trying to use quantum mechanics in order to explain free will is not very valid.
0: Interesting.
1: Okay. It's not valid because that if you get, really understand, you, it's very easy to say it. You know, popular. Uh, science and uh, in, in films like the bleep and the secret and all those uh, it 's very nice it 's very but if you really understand what it means, you need something else it's not it 's not enough it 's mm-hmm. not enough you need to you need to 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 take this explanation further and that 's part of the things i 'm trying to do but but uh, it what we know today doesn 't lead us to the the conclusions of the bleep
0: yeah right right okay? that that brings me to my next question I was going to ask you about the emergence of consciousness
2: mm.
0: and what uh, kind of philosophical light you brought to that in your book. Because I'm sure you talked about it.
1: You know, I think that there are three concepts that we, um, we are, you know, don't even come in close to understand. And the, the, the most basic concepts in our lives, which is time, consciousness, and free will. So you touched, um, we touched on all, <laughs> all, the, all the big questions. Uh, we are not even close to understand what what it really is, okay? And consciousness is, is of course, one of them. We're only beginning uh, to
0: ask the questions.
1: Yeah, we're only, we're, it's, it's something, um, you know, there's so many uh, different um, areas of thought that are trying to address these questions. So to, you, you find so many, answers from, from science and from, uh, you know, uh, new wave uh, 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 thoughts, and uh, from, you know, the East and, and West, and, and so many people are trying to, to solve this, this uh, great riddle, and I don't think uh, we really do understand what's going on there or here. Um,
0: Just a side note, I was going to mention earlier, I love the phrase that you use, the riddles of reality. Yeah, I think that's a great way to put it.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's the the, the three, ba- three major ones I think. Yes, and um, that's you know that's what is, this is the main um, uh, incentive I have in my work. You know, to try and understand them better. I, I don't believe I will find the answers, but I, I will try. Uh, at least I will try. <laughs> but uh, consciousness, you know, you 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 use the the, the term emergence which I like it a lot because um, emergencies uh, for me is part of the big question of complexity theory, which right. we started, you know, we spoke about at the beginning. Right. Uh, and complexity theory is actually trying to address complex uh, systems and, and the brain is one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the brain is a very complex uh, right. uh, system uh, built of billions of neurons that are interacting with each other in, in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And from the science point of view, and I'm saying that because there are people that are, do believe that uh, what we call conscious uh, is not an emergent phenomena from our physical brain, brain Sorry, it's something that comes from, from, from somewhere else. From, something
0: like from the, nature or the from universal God. field.
1: Exactly, somewhere else, not from the physical uh, uh, cells of, of our brain.
0: So it's uh, more of something that we're tuning into.
1: It's something that we are part of. Mm, okay. There's two ways. I think there are three ways of, of, of addressing consciousness, okay? And I'm really doing it very simple, but I think that's that's the, the basic uh, three <laughs> that's categories. That's
0: easier but, to understand, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Always three, and you know, three is also always easy. Uh, first of all, it's called physical, you know, saying that consciousness is, is a major phenomenon, is a physical emergent phenomenon, okay, based mm. on our brain and ourselves. Uh, biological uh, ourselves. and uh, the second one is it comes from God. You know, there the, the is the uh, religious uh, point of view saying that God gave us consciousness. Mm-hmm. Okay, he gave us life. He gave us this feeling of, of knowing, and um, and the third one is is uh, is a more is more related to the eastern uh, eastern um, philosophies, mm-hmm. saying that it's not God. It's not physical. It's something that is it's it's physical for. It's something. that's part of nature. We are one. You know right. what we call nature, is both physical and uh, spiritual. Okay, mm-hmm. it's 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 the same in one entity. There is one entity called nature, or called, uh, and and this this entity uh, combines both what we trying to divide. Okay, mm-hmm. but it's not div- it, we, we shouldn't <laughs> divide it. It's not two things. Right. It's it's part of the. It's one. Okay. So this is a different point of view from the religious. Or what, or the, or the Western religious uh, thoughts, mm-hmm. uh, which which said that you know God gave us this uh, this uh, ability. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will I will try to you know address the physical uh, point of view because I'm not religious and I, I I'm not a very an uh, uh, expert in in uh, Eastern philosophy. Okay. But at the end of the day, I think Eastern philosophy and science today have some kind of you know they are dancing together there is something is happening there. something is happening there, and uh
0: because of the fact yeah. that we still can 't find that the the reason that our brains would emit yeah. that consciousness
1: yeah, and I also think that uh you know I, I was saying a few things about the bleep and think, but I think there is there is some kind of a connection you know I talked about the possibilities I talked about you know, things that are beyond what we call science, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to say that what the Eastern philosophy is saying and what we are supposed to, to say in our physics, and our science, is trying, is, 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 is uh, supposed to relate very soon. Mm. Uh, I think uh, it, there is something which is one, but it's physical.
2: Mm.
1: Okay? It's physical. We, we, we should, what we call the spiritual uh, entity, or the, the things that are beyond physics, I think, I, I, I believe that we should find them in the matter, in the physics. Really? They are there, yeah. And, and when when you're taking a, a very complex uh, a system like the universe, mm-hmm. or like uh, like our reality, this basic entity, which is a combined matter and uh, spiritual or whatever it is. I don't like the word spiritual something else which is not method uh, you will emer- what we, we what emerges is things that we cannot explain because they are not two entities because they are they are emerging from because this they one. one
0: this is kind of what you were getting to with the emergent properties yeah,
1: right? exactly so uh, what I'm saying that emergence is, is uh, you know part of the complexity theory Right. And it's it says in in very simple words that in every uh, complex system uh, where there are a lot of entities that interact with each other,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you will always find emergent phenomena that you cannot uh, predict because they are not part. Even if you will take the complex system and, and, and uh, you know break it to the simple entities and try to research every one of them, you will never find those. Uh, explanations or we will never be able to predict the phenomena that will emerge when those these complex systems I- interact with each other mm-hmm. a very a very uh, amazing one of the explanations is, is for for example is uh, is consciousness well, so so okay. the, the the complex system of the brain one of the emerging phenomena of that is what we call conscious consciousness okay also if you take uh, water okay mm-hmm. Glass of water. Take the water. Water consists of H2O molecules, right? There is nothing else in water. Right. Just molecules, H2O molecules. A molecule is not uh, wet. <laughs> is not. Uh, it doesn't have temperature.
2: Right.
1: Okay? If you look at, the, at one of the molecules, it will not have temperature. It, in it, it's not wet. It's not uh, liquid. It doesn't have all those uh, phenomena. Only when you take a lot of uh, <laughs> molecules together. Yeah. You do the zoom out. To become the emerging phenomena of temperature, liquidness. Uh, you can say liquidness. It's it's a word in English.
0: <laughs> I, I guess so. Uh, <laughs> I understand it.
1: From now on. Yeah. Uh, and in wetness. It's all a phenomena that emerges from this complex system called water, mm-hmm. and you see it in every complex, uh, um, every complex system. And again, if you are going back to uh, Consciousness, so consciousness is exactly that consciousness is uh, an emergence phenomena of the wow. physical brain um, yeah let's let's uh, keep that because it's uh, you know there's so many things we can say about that
2: yeah
0: I, I like that and uh, that's a way that I hadn't really considered it before so I'm glad that uh glad that you were able to yeah. to uh, introduce that into my mind um, I, I also like the water analogy i've I've yeah. heard the you know the flock of birds uh, Kind of analogy before but mm-hmm. water what it's not wet but it is wet <laughs> um, okay cool well um i wanted to ask just kind of what you're doing next after this like what's next on your your horizon
1: yeah um now now you know i'm i'm focusing on on uh on the book mm-hmm. you no know? that's my main focus just uh trying to you know enjoy the ride um,
0: Which, by the way, I I do plan on reading it, and I'm definitely so looking so, forward so to reading it. Is, uh,
1: just to, you know, to to remind everybody, yes, uh, <laughs> you can find it on Amazon. Just you know, for the commercial part of this uh, podcast. Yes, um, and um, and uh, yes, I, I I'm the next step. You know. Uh, I, I have a dream to write uh, another book about complexity theory. So that's okay. that's the main. I think the main, the main thing I I believe I can add to humanity. Okay, Beautiful. I'm a very honest guy, but I know I'm trying to <laughs> do my best. Uh, is, is taking these uh, insights, very interesting insights, I think amazing insights from complexity theory, which I I don't see a lot of people talking about it uh, these days. But there, there will be a lot of them. Um, and you will, and I will. Uh, I will try to connect those insights that we understand today from biology, from computer science, uh, even a little bit from physics. Even physics just started, you know, to combine complexity theories in its theories, but it's only the beginning. But trying to those take those insights and to um, to use them mm-hmm. in building theories about uh, our our lives. Our daily lives, our ability to plan and to execute plans, our ability to manage our, our business uh, point of view. I think there is a lot of things we can do there. Because I'm also, uh, we didn't talk about it, but I'm also uh, um, in the. I, I'm doing a lot of business, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm working uh, many years as a manager in, in software uh, oh. companies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and um, I'm also a manager in, in a business uh, entity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm trying to combine those two er- areas of thought mm-hmm. uh, to bring something new. So I, I, believe, Interesting. Yeah, I believe that will be my next step.
0: That's beautiful. Well, I'd love to have you on again sometime in the future. And um, yeah, it was an absolute pleasure talking to you. And uh, thank you so much for doing this call with me. And I, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but uh, I think we had a good chat here.
1: I, I enjoyed it a lot. Thank you very much for inviting me, and uh, had a great time.
0: Is there anything you'd like to plug? Do you have a uh, social media or ways that people can find you?
1: Yes, you you can find me uh, on on Instagram. You can find me, I have uh, also a website alonalperin.com Uh Maybe you can add that to the later yeah, on. I'll,
0: I'll put means. it in the description of this. Yeah,
1: but, uh, you can find me, um, and and also on Amazon, the Network of Time.
0: Yes. <laughs> okay, Alan. Well, it was a great talk, and uh, I'll uh, look forward to speaking to you again soon.
1: Great. Thanks. you. Thanks a lot. All right. Okay. Cool. Bye bye.
0: Bye. All right. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, thank you, Alan Halperin, for coming on the podcast. Uh, I think our chat was really great today, and uh, he definitely gave me a lot of insight on things that I was curious about but didn't totally know about. Um, and I hope he did the same for you. Uh, once again, his book is called The Network of Time Understanding Time and Reality Through Philosophy, History, and Physics, and it is now available on Amazon, uh, I believe, both physically and digitally. His website is alonhalperin.com, and you can find him on Instagram at That's alonhalperin. That's A L O N H uh, A L P E R I N. As for me, Uh, You can find me on Instagram at tbw underscore, the podcast at interviewpod, I-N-N-E-R-V-I-E-W-P-O-D, and as well as the website at www.interviewpod.com. If you are interested in being on the show or reaching out, you can email me at blake at interviewpod.com. Again, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.